Hi, this is Bethany, your host of the Random Yogi Podcast, a weekly podcast about holistic living and physical, emotional, and spiritual healing, and of course, plenty of yoga and Ayurveda. We offer bonus episodes each month featuring yoga flows that you can do at home, as well as guided meditations. Thanks for joining us. Zach, the sleepy paramedic. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Why don't you tell listeners a little bit about you? Who is the man behind the sleepy paramedic? So my name is Zach. In 2012, I started working on an ambulance and I started as an EMT. I went on and got my paramedic license. Then I got bored and I went and got my critical care license. And then I got bored and I went back to school to get a bachelor's in EMS. And then I got bored and decided that I wanted to go to PA school. And in the meantime, I'm working at a emergency room to get some uh, different kind of hands-on experience. But my then girlfriend, now wife, when I was working nights on an ambulance, said that uh, I should get on TikTok. And I told her, no, that's an app for teenage girls. I don't want to do that. And uh, she said, no, 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 there's fun stuff on there. I want to send you videos. So after I protested for a few days, finally, I started the TikTok app and our TikTok account and started just making videos at two or three o'clock in the morning. And people just started listening to the stories I had to tell. So I just kept telling them and then it sort of just spiraled into what it is now. So how long have you been on TikTok then? I was originally on TikTok for like maybe three months and then people started figuring out where I worked. So I deleted the account, deleted all the videos. And uh, at the time I worked for a county service where their social media policy was If you are on social media and you are found to work for a state entity, all of your social media posts will be scrutinized. And I did not need anybody going through all my stuff trying to find a reason to get me in trouble. So I got rid of all of it. The hospital I work at now has no such policy. Since it's it's not a county entity, their policy is as long as you don't say, hi, I work at this hospital, you can get on TikTok or Facebook or YouTube and say whatever you want. And they don't have a problem with it. Well, that's cool. Did you always want to be a paramedic or work in the medical field? I had no inclination that I was going to go into medicine in any facet. When I was in, uh, I was actually working at a mailroom or in a mailroom at a technical college. And I was like 23 and I had worked at like Home Depot and Target and just done a bunch of retail jobs. Had no idea what I wanted to do. But I got tired of people asking me what I did for a living and saying, you know, oh, you know, I push shopping carts. I'm a cashier. So I decided I wanted to do something else, literally anything. So I went and talked to the registrar and said, hey, you know, I work during the day. What classes do you have at night? And uh, she listed off a few. She said, "Okay, well, with your schedule, you could go to school to become a plumber, a diesel mechanic or an EMT. And I said, "Okay, I don't know what an EMT is. What's that? She said, well, you go and get sick and injured people, you render care, you take them to the hospital. And I said, oh, and like an ambulance driver. Yeah, sure, I can do that. And then it just spiraled out of control to what it is now. <laughs> now, what are you doing at the ER? If you're a paramedic or EMT, then what do you do at the ER now? So after the advent of COVID, uh, a lot of nurses lost their jobs due to vaccination policies. And a lot of them just got burned out for all the patients and quit working. So they needed to bring more personnel into the emergency room setting. And there have always been paramedics that worked in ERs, just not the same number that there are now. So as I went and took this job and essentially my function where I work is there are two large trauma rooms. If any type of trauma comes in that requires 
a large response, my job is to go in there, assess the patient and start working on them. If I'm not doing that, the rest of the time I'm there, I just spend it sort of acting like a float nurse. I'm not tied to one room. I can go to any of the rooms. If I see a patient needs pain medication, I can just go to that room and do that. If someone needs an IV, I'll go do that. And uh, a lot of times I'll just go stand up and triage at the front. And our roll up there is you stand at the front check-in counter for the waiting room and you just put eyeballs on everyone who comes inside. And if you see anyone who looks like they're going to die, you go get them. Because the nurses and doctors who work there realize that we are really good at telling when someone is about to die. Just, you know, the nature of our business. Like, and there have been times where I've been standing in the ER in mid-sentence talking to one of the nurses up there. And all of a sudden I just drop what I'm doing and I run away. And then I come back with a limp baby. Oh, wow. So, so um, it's, 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 it's a very interesting, very different field. It's nice that I don't have to go and pull, uh, pull people out of cars on the side of the road covered in six inches of snow anymore in the middle of the night. And this place has air conditioning. So, I mean, what more could you <laughs> ask for? I know, but I, when I watch your content, I always feel so bad for you working the night shift. I don't know how you function as a human being. A lot of this. <laughs> and you are often <laughs> drinking monster drinks on, uh, on your content. Aren't you afraid your heart's going to explode one of these days? Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that I'm not going to be on night shift for too much longer. Um, it was, it's been fun. I've done it for a while, but that is very much a game for someone in their 20s. And uh, I just, I don't even like caffeine. It just is kind of a necessity at this point. But I figure I'll pay for it. I know I'm going to pay for it eventually, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> so what made you decide that you wanted to go to PA school? And for listeners who don't know, that's physician's assistant, correct? Uh, yeah. So I want to, someone out there is going to hear this and they're going to, they're, I'm going to be wrong. I, I know, I, but I, I think it was World War One. There was a dramatic shortage in the number of physicians for the war effort. So a couple of physicians got together and created a, what was essentially an accelerated physician program. It was just get this, it, well, the idea was, Take army medics and turn them into doctors as quickly as you can and push them out the door so we can, you know, sh we can shore our numbers back up. And it became so popular that it went over into the civilian world. And that's where PAs came from. Um, being a paramedic has been a lot of fun. But once you get to the level of like critical care paramedic, which is critical care paramedic is kind of like as high as you can go. This is highly educated as you can be in the medicine aspect from there you can branch over and get your fpc and go fly or you can go and become a tactical paramedic you can go become a wilderness paramedic well those are all lateral moves there's nowhere else up to go and i'm bored i like going to school and i like learning new things but there's really nothing else that i can if i, I can go back to school for another six months but when i get out i'm not going to really have anything to show for it but going to school to be a pa sounds like it's going to be really challenging and I'm kind of fun. I like this kind of stuff. And I want to learn more. I want to be able to go and look at what the doctors are looking at and have it make sense to me. Like when I was in EMT school or when I was an, when I was an EMT, I worked with a paramedic who had done it for 20 some odd years. And we would go out and get someone having chest pain and he'd put a 12 lead EKG on them and he would look at their cardiac rhythm and he'd say, yeah, no, you got this going on. And I'd look at it and go, ah, squiggles. <laughs> I just see. So, so I went back to paramedic school to figure out what he was looking at. And now I want to see what the doctors are looking at. But I just think it'll be, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be 
a challenge, which I'm going to enjoy. And being a paramedic, you don't really make much money at all. My last 911 job, I made $21 an hour. And that's after mm -hmm. having done it for 10 years. Going to be a PA, I can actually make a living wage. And my wife and I would like to start a family. I'd love to have an opportunity to actually spend time with my kids instead of spending time, you know, out at the hospital or out at, you know, in some crack house at two o'clock in the morning, four or five days a week, being too tired to interact with them and having to work two jobs to supplement my income. Well, it sounds like EMT and paramedic is a really great job when you're young and you don't have a family, but then it's time oh, yeah. to transition. It is. And your uh, wife people... is adorable. I love seeing her in your content when she shows up. She is precious. I think so too. I like to try to put her in it as much as I can, just because it's, it's fun. She likes watch. She watches every video I make and I like to incorporate her in this stuff. Cause it's fun to, it's fun to make this something that we do together. Mm -hmm. Well, and I loved when you had the creepy little doll that somebody sent you and she was putting oh, it over your shoulder. Like You both have such playful personalities and that really comes through the screen, but can you stop using the creepy little doll? It scares me. <laughs> You know, look, if I have to be subjected to this horrible thing, then so does everybody else who watches my videos. It's not going to go away. <laughs> so how did you and your wife meet? We actually met on Bumble. Uh, really? I lived, I lived about, I lived in middle Tennessee and she lived in West Tennessee. We were about three hours apart from each other. And I had been divorced for about a year. Um, I'd been married before I met her. I'd been married for 13 years. And then my wife, at one, and this is personal information, but I've talked about it before on my channel before. I've been married for 13 years. And then my wife realized that she was actually gay. So we talked about it for a while and realized that there was really no reason to try to continue that marriage because that's not something you could fix. And it was a non-contested divorce. We're still friends. We still, we're still friends on Facebook. We still talk occasionally. Um, we went down to the lawyer's office. We were handing him a check for $51. She took her credit card debt and her stuff. I took my credit card debt and my stuff. And we just split. And then I just sort of threw myself into work and school for a while. And after that, I decided, okay, it's been about a year. I'd like to get back out there and you know, see who I can meet. And that was when I discovered Tinder, which was a horrible but enlightening experience because they didn't have internet dating when I met her. I got married when I was 20 back in, God, when was that? 2007. But yeah, no, that was, um, it was interesting. I don't want to do that again. No. So I got off that and I went to Bumble, which was the dating app where the women have to initiate contact with you. So it's a little less sleazy. Um, and I talked to a couple of different women on there and none of them, I didn't really click with anybody. And then I found her and her profile on her page essentially mirrored everything that I had on mine. And uh, she actually works for the National Guard. So we had a lot in common as far as our dark sense of humor and being exposed to terrible stuff because she's been on deployments and I've pulled babies out of burning cars. Like we had a lot in common and we decided that when we first started talking, instead of the, the pleasantries that you, you exchange when you first meet someone after about 15 minutes, I asked her, okay, let's put all of our dirty laundry on the table right now. Tell me everything that is screwed up about you. And I'm going to tell you everything that is screwed up about me. I, at the time I was 34 years old, said, I don't have time to sit here and mess around anymore. I don't, I, I don't want to, you know, I just got out of a very long relationship that took a turn that I wasn't expecting and I don't want it to happen again. So we talked for an hour and we listed everything about ourselves that, you know, you don't genuinely, generally want other people to know. 
And after that, we said, okay, you know what? I think I can deal with all your dirty laundry. And then we started the pleasantries and it just sort of grew from there. <laughs> In fact, I think it was two or three days later, she invited me to come over to her place out of the town where she lived. And I was so excited that I forgot how to pack clothes. So I ended up taking a duffel bag. And by the time I got to her house, I think I had six pairs of underwear, no socks, two pairs of pants and one t-shirt and left, <laughs> all, of my, <laughs> left all of my toiletries at home. Oh, that is fantastic. And you know, that is a good point. I, um, during the day when I'm not a yoga person or a podcaster, I'm, um, a lawyer and I started as a prosecutor with child abuse crimes. And one thing the first responders taught me very early in my career is you don't talk to people outside of this industry about the traumas that you see because they didn't choose this life. So it's really cool that you found someone that, y'all both have the same traumas that you've mm -hmm. seen. So you can absolutely identify and share your lives. That's really cool. Yeah. And it's, it's nice because she really understands it. I came home. When was it? Three or four days ago, we had an absolutely just heartbreaking event at the hospital and I came home and I was, you know, upset and, you know, I'm a man. So my sadness manifests as anger, which, you know, it's not a healthy outlet, but she understood. And she just let me vent for about six hours. And when I was done, she, she finally said, okay, that's all you get. You need to stop. You're being a dick. There's no reason for it. If you want to talk about it, that's fine. And then she made me a nice dinner. We went to bed. I got up the next morning. I felt great. Wow. But she, under, she understands like the emotional trauma and how it can affect somebody because she's been there. Yeah. And that's probably something that viewers that aren't in those kind of lines of work understand because you have such a funny, irreverent uh, personality, which is why I think you're so popular on TikTok because you're like everybody's brother or maybe younger viewers, you're the goofy dad, you know, like you're just that, you've just got this great irreverent personality and, and that's probably where it comes from. And people that aren't in that industry, you know, probably don't get that. Um, I appreciate so that. So your croissant army, let's talk about that for a little bit. Oh God, I am so tired of croissants. Hold on, wait. I think <laughs> I, these, they're ever, I've still got the pens in my car. These things are everywhere now. <laughs> okay. So the whole thing about the croissant army, just on all of my regular content, there was one user that went by the name of Spectrex, S-P, what was S-P-E-T-R-E-X-X, -X, some number of X's, who would post a croissant emoji on every video, just one croissant emoji with no explanation consistently on every video that I posted. And I noticed it because as I, I, I try, I used to read all the comments. I still try to now, but now as the following has grown, I'll have videos with three or 4,000 comments and I just lose them. Cause I, when I first started, I would answer every question anyone asked me, I would comment on every comment everyone posted. But now if I go and I scroll through my videos, I'll get six or 7,000 comments a day. I, there's no way I could conceivably sit there and go through all of them anymore. But I always try to like the first couple hundred, I always try to go through. Well, this person was always one of the first three or four. I think they sat on their phone and waited for me to post a video so they could throw a persona at me. So I posted a video and I tagged them in it just pleading for an explanation because this had been going on for weeks. And of course, since most of my following, like myself, is a bunch of childlike goons, uh, they all proceeded to just bombard that video with even more croissants. So then we had three or 400 people that were doing this. And then uh, I just let it go and I started making other videos. Well, no matter what video I made, it just got bombarded by croissants. And the more I addressed it, the more it grew. 
and people started, I didn't come, I didn't coin the term croissant army. Someone else did. And then other people started picking it up. And they, this, this mob in the comments started referring to themselves as the croissant army. So I decided, you know what? I think it's funny. Why not? I went and found the hat that was shaped like a taco in one of my videos that my wife had, turned it sideways on my head like Napoleon Bonaparte, put a jacket on and hid my fingers in it, and then started walking around addressing my troops as the, as the uh, commandant of the croissant army. <laughs> and to, and uh, I think that was the first one I video I made because I figured it would be funny. I had no idea it was going to get this big. Every first responder that you see on TikTok, bombard their comments with croissants. Don't offer any explanation. Fire, police, EMS, emergency medical responders, everyone. Just everybody gets croissant. Let's confuse the hell out of everybody and see how far it will go. And it went just absolutely absurdly far. And then I, you know, I, I realized how, just how many people were doing this. So I started picking, I don't want to say targeting, because that sounds like domestic terrorism. I started finding... <laughs> creators that are whose content i followed like uh fire department chronicles if you've ever watched his stuff he's hilarious i've always liked him so i posted a video with a picture of him saying hey let's all go say hi to this guy drop a croissant on his page and they bombarded him so much that he actually messaged me and he was like dude i cannot do the croissants anymore i'll send you some free fire department coffee if you call off your army <laughs> okay so we sent some to another person then we sent a bunch to hank green who was mature enough not to respond and didn't get involved in it. But I know his page got bombarded with it because I went through his comments and all of his comments were croissants. And then I realized, oh my God, this guy's got 60 million viewers. And I've got these, this horde of people that are just throwing croissants and saying, what, God, what was it? Uh, no peace, forget, only pastries. That's it. There were so many slogans, but no peace, only pastries. On every, and everybody was tagging me in all of these. So, uh, it, it just it was just going absolutely insane. It got to the point that the official TikTok page put croissants on their page. And this was right before. And this was that was after all of these other factions of these different emoji armies started to show up. The Marines they had the Crayola Corps that mm -hmm. was represent. They were represented by crayons. And you had um, the coffee army and you had uh, Jody, the bus driver, who's one of my favorite creators on here now had the pizza army or I forget what she called it. She didn't call it the pizza army, the, the, the Zot, I can't remember, but she had hers and it just became this game to see who could spread their influence the furthest. And as soon as I landed on the TikTok, you know, homepage, I guess for lack of a better descriptor, I just went online and announced that we had won game over. We win. I'm not playing anymore. I'm top dog. You guys all lose. And there's it's still going on now. People are still posting emojis all over. My my newsfeed is still full of croissants. But um, after a while, you know, everybody, people kept identifying as members of the croissant army. And I just was scrolling through the video because I, if nothing else, I try to go back and watch all the videos that people have duetted or uh, stitched with me. Because those, when you go through your, your video, you know, your things that you've been tagged in, those typically stand out because as opposed to the the uh, thumbnail being on the right side of the screen, it's on the left. So that's something I can just go there and find. I watch all those. Well, Aubrey, the young young lady who just went through cardiac surgery, um, her dad posted a video and tagged me in it where he was telling me about her condition. And working at the hospital, I've met several children that have coarction of the aorta, which is a terrible thing to go through, but it's a relatively easy fix if you undergo all of the surgeries needed to do it. Then you don't have to worry about it anymore. 
so he was on there saying that he needed he you know he needed some help he wanted to, some emotional support for his daughter and he's a flight medic and i know flight medics don't really make any more money than we do so god bless this country our medical system is just absolutely obscenely expensive so i figured you know what we've got all this influence um why not you know why not get rid of some of this negative karma that i've accumulated <laughs> use this uh this power for good for a while oh there you are um and i just posted a video and tagged the minute and told her story and just left it at that we'll just see what happens and he messaged me we we and for, I follow him on there now we've actually messaged back and forth several times i think we wound up raising four thousand dollars for aubrey and what and, you know, he was relieved for that what made her excited was she had thousands of people sending her comments like, Hey, Aubrey, we love you. We hope you feel better, you know, go get that puppy. And then all of a sudden her, you know, her dad's following had grown by a couple thousand members and she has all these friends on the internet now. And I don't know. It, it, it made her happy. It made him happy. It took very little effort on my part. I think I put maybe a hundred dollars towards it. And all the rest of it was people were donating like five, six, seven hundred dollars to this little girl. So it was neat to watch all of these people who had just started doing this croissant army business because it was funny, actually turn around and turn it into something beneficial to someone. Well, and I have to say that when you post it, because I was already following you. And so when you posted, why are you putting croissants all over this place, Spectre X? I was one of the assholes who immediately started croissanting you. Like, and I sent it to my best friend. I'm like, we have to, like, he's asking I would have done the for same it. thing. I would yeah. have done the same thing. And what the only thing I'm disappointed in is that I did not realize at the time what I was doing and I should have known better. <laughs> you really should have. Because the yeah. second that went out, I was like, okay, yeah, it's on. Um, yeah. But Aubrey's not the only one that the Croissant Army has helped raise money for. You started with St. Jude, didn't you? Yeah, um, that was, that was, was that with the Croissant Army or before the Croissant Army? It was actually, right after. Okay. All right. That must've been the first thing that we did. Um, I was at work and we have, we have a lot of pediatric patients that come in working as a paramedic, maybe one out of a hundred calls involves a child. You don't get a lot of exposure to children. As a rule, most paramedics are terrified of kids because all of the medicine is different. You can have 50 different adults of various ages over the age of 18, and they all get the exact same medication doses most of the time. It's all, they're all treated the same, but once you get under the age of 15, it is all weight-based medication and you have to remember all of that. And the electrical doses for cardioversion and defibrillation change. They're weight-based and all the algorithms change and that's stuff we never do. So if you get called out to a child, you are going through Google as fast as you can to try to remember, you know, all of the different things you need to. So I got the opportunity at the hospital to get a lot of exposure to helping, you know, kids and getting to, to have more hands-on experience with the pediatric side. So... I met a lot of sick kids. And unfortunately, I've met a lot of kids up there that have cancer. So I thought, you know, St. Jude is probably one of the most beneficial institutions that helps children. I mean, there are a lot of them, like the Shriners Hospital is another great one. Um, but it's a nonprofit hospital that never makes parents pay for treatment or lodging or travel or anything. So I could not think of a better, a better um, nonprofit to put on the page. To be fair, I did first go and look for the Wounded Warrior Project, but TikTok does not host any military 501c3 organizations. What? Right now. I'm trying, like I've sent a couple messages to them and I'm trying to, to, um, 
or what do you call it? Well, I'm trying to try, I'm trying to get them to put one on there. I don't know if I'll be able to get them to do it or not. That's going to be the next big uh, thing that I do is try to raise money for the Wounded Warrior Project. But, you know, they have, I figure helping children with cancer is probably the greatest thing you can do because there's no one more innocent than a child. Every adult has done something stupid or bad at some point. The kids are just kids. They can't help it. So we put that on there and I made a couple videos and then I just, you know, I put, I think, I, I think again, I put a hundred dollars to it to just kind of seed the pot. And I just sat back and see what would happen. And over the course of a week, I think all the people who were the croissant army ended up raising like $5,300 to donate to the hospital, which is cool because none of these people know me. None of these people have met each other before. And I'm sure some of these people have kids, but the vast majority of them have probably never had a child at St. Jude. They just wanted to help. And now they had an outlet. It's I finally have. I finally come to learn what it means to be a social media influencer. It's not just a, a meaningless descriptive term. You quite literally do have influence over a group of people. You have how you choose to use it is up to you. You can be a dick about it and, you know, go and spread hate and anger, or you can turn around and try to direct people towards, you know, a positive outlet. And a lot of these people want to do good anyway, just given the opportunity one, just, one small opportunity they took it and ran with it and they raised thousands of dollars to help kids with cancer and besides saint jude's and aubrey wasn't there one other one that you did recently yeah it's um there is my wife and i have have some friends and they live a couple counties over um he is retired he was retired army and his son just enlisted in the national guard um but his wife, Keisha, is going through breast cancer for the second time. She survived it the first time, and then it came back, and they didn't catch it until it was almost at stage two. And it's at the point now she needs a double mastectomy, and there's a very good possibility that she's also at some point going to have to go through chemo and radiation again. Um, and unfortunately, he wasn't in long enough to retire with TRICARE for life, so he does not have you know the really good insurance. They've got good insurance, but... you know general insurance in the United States, you still typically have an out-of-pocket max of good insurance, about five grand, decent insurance, about 10. So they had already been paying for all these different medical visits they had. So they had they had started paying towards their out-of-pocket maximum already. Uh, so far, I just went and looked and we've raised $2,700 for them. And we actually met with them and uh, they came over to the house and had dinner the other night. I think we've raised enough money to meet their out-of-pocket maximum, what they had left to cover the surgery that she'll need. So now anything else that we help raise, and they're hosting a charity dinner and all this other stuff, is going to go towards the travel that they have to make and the, the uh, missed time at work and the hotel stays because their hospital they're traveling to is three hours away from where they live. So the hospital bills are paid for now. But now it's going to be the fact that neither one of them can go to work as often. They're going to have to stay in hotels for weeks at a time. She's going to be sick and she's going to miss a lot of work. And I don't know what type of, you know, what kind of insurance she has that would cover that. But the expenses are astronomical. But this has definitely, I think, been helpful. They were very grateful. And I, I really am appreciative to the people who donated to them because this is the first time I actually knew these people personally. To watch somebody that you actually know go through something like this sucks. So being able to help in some way was a fantastic opportunity. 
I still can't believe that TikTok won't let the wounded warriors on TikTok. That just blows my mind. Um, and I get it's a very I get it. It's a very liberal app, you know, and, and, and a lot of a lot of their focus on there is towards helping children specifically and then helping groups that of individuals that need help with their mental health, which is also a very valid, very worthwhile effort. But I've, I've seen and there are a lot there is a lot there is a lot of uh, there I'm tired. Forgive me. I'm having a hard time formulating my sentences. Mm-hmm. There's a large presence of military personnel on TikTok. Mm-hmm. It just, I just, that's the only reason I can think that I couldn't find a single nonprofit on there that was geared towards the military. Mm. Well, all of your charitable initiatives are on your TikTok page, but for listeners who maybe aren't on TikTok, there's actually some of those still around. Um, how would they find you? Do you have a link tree or, or a website that they could go to? I well, let's see. Um, actually, I just did. I just just bought a domain name. Uh, the only one that I still have up right now. Actually, no. Let me see. I don't still have the one for Aubrey up because that's done. She's out of the hospital. She's gone back home. She doesn't need to go back for extra visits. and All that's finished. Um, you can still find the link to go and donate to um, Keisha for her breast cancer surgery fund. And you can still find the link to go and donate. You can just go to their website, but you can also go to this link and donate to uh, St. Jude Children's Hospital. If you go to sleepyparamedic.com, it'll take you to the page that I built. And there are three or four buttons on there. One is, you know, you can send me an email. One is how to become an EMT. And then you have the two different charities on there. And there's also a button where I'm actually now trying to get into doing voice work. So there's a button on there where you can hire me to do voice work. So sleepyparamedic.com, you'll find the links to both of those charities on there. Well, and I did see your uh, video this morning that you are doing the voice work where people can pay $20 and get a cameo video from you, which I think is funny. That's hilarious. I I hope it takes off and becomes something funny. Uh, The only reason I knew about it was one of my partners back when I worked in Middle Tennessee on an ambulance found this website and he had this uh, YouTube creator. Somebody actually just requested me to go on there and do a cameo. Cool. I'll do that later. First one. <laughs> nice. Uh, he, he had this YouTube creator he followed who we found on cameo.com, made videos for like 15 bucks. So we hired him with the instructions, just make fun of him for as long as, as $15 will get me. So when he got it, he, I was sitting in the truck next to him. He goes, hey, hey, watch this. And he sent me the video and I opened it up. And I recognized the guy from YouTube and I just sat there for five minutes just listening to him berate me over how dumb my name was and how stupid my haircut was and how thick my glasses were. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. It was, it was pretty funny. And it's neat if you go on there because you've got members of the Chicago Cubs. You've got people who are on The Office. Uh, you've got different influencers from TikTok and, and uh, YouTube. And you've got all these different celebrities that have camp. It's neat. It's a neat idea. I never thought of it before. Let's say that you really like the office and you really want the kid, the guy who played Stanley Hudson to wish your mother happy birthday. You can go on there and give him a hundred dollars. He'll send her a video wishing her happy birthday. It's, it's kind of cool. So who's your favorite content creator that you follow? And you can follow- name more than one if you need to. Sure. Right now, I follow 250 people. Uh, Easy for Sheezy is the leader of the Crayola Corps. Most of his stuff is geared towards the Marines and the military. I really like his content. Jody the Bus Driver, which, as odd as it is, just talks about the uh, the life and you know, job of a bus driver. Um, Fire Department Chronicles is hilarious. I love his stuff. 
there's a guy who ha- there's a guy on there who has a um, I'm gonna say it wrong. I always do. It's not what's happening. I always want to say it's what's happening. What's good? There's a creator called What's Good, and uh, he is an EMT who is I, he's got more energy than anyone I've ever seen. But he has these personas where he's a bartender and he has this. He also goes out and you know puts his EMT uniform on and does skits that way. His stuff is really funny. Um, I like a lot of their stuff. And uh, what, the reason I think I like TikTok so much and follow the creators I do back in the 90s, there was a show on Comedy Central, maybe it was the late to the early 2000s called Insomniac with a man named Dave Attell. And the whole the whole premise of his show was he would pick a random metropolitan city. And he would go there and the show would start filming at midnight. He'd go out to a bar and he'd stay at the bar until last call and talk to the locals. After midnight, when the bar closed, he would go around to all of the different nightlife places. Like he would go to 24 hour pawn shops and talk to them and they'd tell him about their adventures. And he'd go and hang out with the street cleaners, like the street sweepers. He'd ride on there with them and he'd interview them and they'd tell him their crazy stories. And then he would go out to, I don't know, he'd go find some homeless people standing around a trash can on fire to keep warm. He'd talk to them and he'd listen to their stories. And I was like, isn't that neat to get insight into the lives of people he would never actually meet? And that's what TikTok is. Like a large, a lot of these people on here just get on here and just talk about the careers and their daily lives, which is part of the reason why I wanted to talk about being an EMT. I worked night shift. People have no idea what we do. So I just got on and started talking about it. But anyone who offers insight into something unique that you wouldn't normally get a chance to experience, that's the kind of content I really like. Oh, yeah. Well, is there anything else uh, that you want listeners to know or any charitable, besides the Wounded Warrior, any charitable initiatives that are going to be coming up that you are that you know about already? Uh, really, the Wounded Warrior is the only other one I'm thinking about right now. But there's no shortage of uh, 501c3 nonprofits out there to choose from. So I'll just finish this one and just kind of see what happens next i don't i don't i'm not really planning any of this i'm just sort of flying by the seat of my pants right now and i think that's why you're being successful because you literally just come across as someone that anyone could sit down and have a cup of coffee with and i think that's what people like about you you've Um, had me a coffee (laughs) yeah as first that's one thing i learned again when i was a prosecutor in east texas all the first responders I wasn't a coffee drinker at the time. And they were like, no, no, we do coffee and nicotine to stay alive and away. I was about to say, yep, you're not a first responder if you don't like two of the three following things, caffeine, nicotine, or alcohol. You have to. Yeah. So they got me on all three. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, well, you've already given us your website. I so appreciate the time that you took. Um, I think that followers really enjoy seeing who y'all are as people and not just, you know, but that's one thing I love about TikTok. And and you tell me if I, if you think this is true, because I've actually only been on TikTok about four months, but I feel like it's one of the more authentic social medias out there. Unlike Facebook, where everybody puts their best foot forward on TikTok, sure. you actually see people's struggles. Oh yeah. People will let themselves be vulnerable on there. And I will caution anyone who listens, be careful what you put out into the internet because you cannot get it back. I feel there are a lot of people who get on here and overshare with their personal business. Um, It is a good place to go on. And especially if you have some influence to allow yourself to be vulnerable, to let people see that that's okay. But to get on here and to air all of your dirty laundry, some things that might be best spoken behind closed doors with your friends and family, or maybe a therapist might not be best put out where you can never take it back. But it is nice to watch people get on here and be genuine and talk about how they actually feel. 
Um, especially, and this is definitely a good platform for introverts. I hate being around people, 100%. I, 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 for the most part, since I've got off the ambulance, it hasn't been so bad. But working as a first responder, you do develop a strong disdain for humanity as a whole just because of the horrible things you see people do to each other. Taking a step back is a good thing, I think, once in a while. Um, but yeah, it, it's a good platform for people who otherwise would not be able or confident enough to get up and talk about their personal lives and the things that they've experienced that might benefit others in front of a group of people. Now they have the option to just do it by themselves at home and with just their cell phone. So I think it's a good platform. I think you're right. I think it's a, it's a good way for people to sort of put out there things that they normally would not have the confidence to put out that might benefit others to hear. You just have to be careful about it. Agreed. Well, I appreciate you so much coming on. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I really want to connect with and interact with all of you. There are several ways we can do that. On Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Central, I will be live on TikTok so that we can discuss the prior Monday's episode. Additionally, you can screenshot this episode, post it on Instagram with your thoughts, comments, questions, and tag me at the Random Yogi Podcast. Again, on TikTok, I'm the Random Yogi. And on Instagram, I'm the Random Yogi Podcast. Thank you again. Hi, everyone. We've already given away a $25 Starbucks gift card. Now we're having two more free giveaway random drawings. First, between January 2nd and March 31st, anyone who subscribes, if you haven't already, and leaves a review of this podcast will be entered into a random drawing for a $25 Starbucks gift card if you screenshot your review Post it on Instagram and tag us at the Random Yogi Podcast. The second drawing will be for anyone between January 2nd and March 31st. Anyone who interacts with us via Instagram or TikTok will be entered to win a $50 gift card to Amazon. And in this drawing, you can be entered multiple times to win if you interact with us multiple times. The way to do that is either... Screenshot an episode and post it on Instagram with your observations, comments, and questions, and tag us at the Random Yogi Podcast, or create a post on TikTok about an episode with your comments, questions, observations, and tag us in your post at the Random Yogi. Again, on Instagram, we're the Random Yogi Podcast, and on TikTok and Facebook, we're the Random Yogi. These two random drawings will be held in early April and the decision of the podcast is final. So no complaining if you don't win, but there will be more free giveaways as we go through the year. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us this week. Please support the Random Yogi podcast at patreon.com to get bonus content and merchandise. Please join us again next week and thank you for listening. Thank you.